Click, click, boom. What's going on, Faithfuls? The Nothing But Niners crew is back. We are here for more Midnight Madness. Yes. Episode five. Uh, and we are here. So oh, they talking shit. Talking I was, right, can you hear? You heard her? Did yeah. You hear her? So I was in the middle of a spades game online. And man, I really want to finish this game. But I, I got to focus on this right here. And I don't know how it's going to uh, play out. But now I want now she's talking shit. So now I really want to finish. Um, damn, man. Damn. All right. So we, we got to go ahead and run through this stuff. You guys already know where to find us and all that good stuff. You guys can see it popping up at the bottom of the screen. Uh, I won't waste any of your time. Let's go ahead and get to uh, today on Twitter. Oh, wait, I have a banner for that, too. Hold on. Dun, 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 dun. There it is today on Twitter. So I only got two things from Twitter today, and we're going to start with a happy birthday shout out. This is going to be to our DB. JV. There you go. Let's go, Brian, with the rhymes, man. Say it one more time. All right. Let's go. There it is. So happy birthday to Jason Verrett. Uh, you know, it is one of those things where we just got to show love. You know, if the 49ers tweeted out especially, we are going to show love. Uh, so happy birthday to JV. Uh, I believe he is going to be a top corner in the NFL this year. I think I'm talking like one or two. What sure. do you think? Oh, I'm with you. You know, if he can only grow on last season, the sky's the limit for him, you know? Yeah. Um, it's hard to identify weaknesses in this game. I think the biggest critique or uh, flaw, if there is one, is going to be his size. So, uh, And he seems to compensate for that very well. Um, he times his jumps and all very well. So it's going to be hard for people to just get him out the paint, you know? He's a, he's a, good, he's a good player. So, uh the other thing I had for you guys that I saw on Twitter today is actually a video. So here we go. Check it out. He's the one we're reading. Right. Now. So this video came out, and I'm like, all right, that's cool, that's hat, that's cute, right? And then I started seeing, oh my god, he's ready now. Put him in, put him in, right, right. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, what? You guys see someone throwing in shorts, and that's your determining factor on whether or not they're ready. Plus, <laughs> it was posted because those were the good throws. So, what are your thoughts on this, man? I mean, is this something that? Is is this a defining moment? I mean, his his. I tell you, I well, never mind. What are your thoughts on it first before I go into it? No, I think it's just uh, gets posted because people are inspired, want to want to believe that he's going to be the guy in the future, and so anything positive they can get off of social media, they're gonna gonna put it out there. But I mean, when I look at it, I'm like, great, you're making throws, but like you said, he's in shorts and a t-shirt. You know, there's no defense. You know, he doesn't have any elite edge rushers coming after him or anything like that. So there's no pressure, you know, so we'll have to wait to see until, you know, preseason probably um, to see what that actually is going to look like. I mean, I, I hope nothing but the best for that kid. Cause you know, if he does well, the Niners do well, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I just think that the faithful should kind of temper their expectations because 
that's not the determining factor on whether or not he's ready to go out there and play. Right. Um, just that's th- those are my two cents on it all. Uh, but that's really it. That's all I got for Twitter. Did you see anything on Twitter that you want to discuss or are we good to no, go? You know me. I'm not on there a whole lot. All right. So then uh, let's go ahead and get to the questions of the day. The very first one here is from Danny Albright. Uh, what player would you be disappointed in if they didn't have a good season this year? Ooh. Well, I mean, I think my expectations for Nick Bosa are pretty high. And while I would love to go with that answer, I think my answer is going to have to be, I'll be disappointed if Jimmy doesn't have a good season because we will have shot ourselves in the foot with not being able to trade him away when he did have value. And now that if he has a bad season, he's not going to have value to trade away. It'll be a straight up release and Trey will take over at some point in time more than likely. Um, So I would be extremely disappointed because if Jimmy doesn't do well, that means Trey's going to have to come in. And if Trey is, um, forced in the back the backup coming out of camp. You know, if he doesn't earn that QB one spot, uh, then you rely on somebody who the coaching staff didn't see was ready to be QB one. In my opinion, you know, if, if that's what happens, and so if we're relying on that, that means we are probably no longer Super Bowl bound, and you know, we have to rethink our thought process for next season. You know, all right. Well, let me ask you a question about what you just said. You said. If we didn't trade Jimmy when he had trade value. When are you talking about? And that's not a that's not a it's not a right. I mean, on Jimmy like I know he's coming him. off an injury and all the other stuff, but I think that you could have probably put Jimmy on the market and probably got a third or a fourth round pick for him. But if he had if he comes out and he doesn't ball out, you know, like he didn't. I'm not saying he was great in 19, but it was good enough that he could be part of a team that got to a Super Bowl, right? And there were some games that were reliant on his abilities to do his his duties and. Mm-hmm. If, you know, if he can't play at that level this season, then I think that's going to be disappointing for anybody. I mean, unless you're just like a Jimmy hater and can't wait to get Trey in there, then you're going to be happy about it, you know, because we have those fans out there too. I just want the 49ers to do good. And I think the best case scenario is for for Trey to sit and learn for a year. I think that's going to be do him so much good. I mean, I know that people are ready to see him play, but I just think that there's so much room for him to to learn and absorb information for a year and – get a get acclimated to that NFL speed. So you know, I just don't want to push him into the spotlight right you know right away. Are you concerned God, I really want to I don't want to go off topic here and, and I want to stick to the questions, but are you concerned that Jimmy I mean like if Trey sits for a whole year, that's two years without playing football. Don't you think that could be a little detrimental? Just not necessarily not necessarily. I mean we've we've seen you know, in certain scenarios, and I'm not trying to equate this situation to those situations at all, but you know, when you have, you know, you got an Aaron Rodgers sitting behind Brett Favre for like what, five years or whatever the hell it was crazy. Um, you know, I don't think that that sitting down and not being the starter for five, you know, for, I mean, I, I can't even speak to how many years he sat behind Favre, but, um, you know, in that situation, I think it's only beneficial to the backup because you're just learning more and you're grasping that speed. You're still getting those reps in practice, but you're just not getting game time unless it's garbage time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. All right. Let's keep it moving here, man. Uh, oh, my my answer is going to be Jason Verrett. Sorry. If Jason Verrett has a bad season, our secondary is fudged like really, really badly. So that's that's my answer there. Um, let's keep this thing moving here. 
always faithful 24 7 says if ford is not healthy enough because of his back issues and since jordan willis got suspended who do you think we use for an edge rusher or go get one in free agency um oh uh well i told i said the other night that i thought of the available free agents um that i i would my guess would be that we would bring back um uh, uh Deion jordan um and i think that that's probably gonna be your best bet just because of the familiarity with the system but we did or i shouldn't say we did we do have um so who did we bring in? We brought in Arden Key. And we have uh, Sosa. Uh, so if you got Sosa and Bosa, and then Key is a backup, you know. And I, and I think like if you go grab, like I said, if you go grab Dion Jordan, um, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe it opens a spot for uh, D Hall if if that's you know because he's on the roster, mm -hmm. and you know, I just don't know anything about his game, so I can't really speak to him, you know, from an educated standpoint. Um, I got you. But I, I just don't – I don't see a whole lot out there. I don't see the the benefit of spending – because I don't think that Melvin Egram is going to come in on like a vet minimum. He's not going to pull a Jason Verrett. He's not going to come back and, you know, and be like, okay, I'll just play for a one-year deal. He's still going to want to get paid. So I expect that somebody's going to pay him 3 to $5 million probably to play, you know. When, there's some other guys out there too still, but I still think they're going to want too much money, whereas I think you can get Deion Jordan to come back in here for pennies. All right. I like that answer. Um, I'm going to say that you just ride with who's on the roster. I think that uh, and I think this team is in a very good position uh, as to where they can kind of pick their poison, so to speak. Um, and they can use guys in ways that we don't quite have imagined. I think Bosa being back is a big, 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 big difference maker. So uh, I'm going to I'm going to say what you ride with who you have on the team currently. All right, let's keep this thing moving here. We got 20 more minutes. Uh, where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? All right, here we go. Brian, you want to take this one? This is a long one. <clears throat> Do you guys think Juice is more comparable to Tom Rathman than Roger Craig? Who wins between prime Brent Jones and Jikoski, Excuse me, Jukowski Tart? And if you had a big-ass robot, <laughs> would you want a Metroplex or a trip Tripticon? This dude is speaking German to me, bro. I I don't know what the end of that is. I, that stuff in, is that must be from Canada. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh I'm gonna say that Juice is more like Tom Rathen than Roger Craig because he's not a good runner, and Roger Craig was a good rusher with the ball. Um, as far as print brime, uh print brime, uh prime Brent Jones or Tart. Uh I think Tart's underrated, but I'm gonna go with Brent Jones. I agree with both of your answers. And then that and the last question, I can't. I don't know. Because I don't know who either of those people are <laughs> or characters right. are. So, sorry, we can't answer that last question for you, buddy. Uh, Callie Young chimes in here. Dumb question. If you're eating French fries and couldn't use ketchup, what condiment or other ingredient would you eat with your fries? So, I can say for me personally, I, I don't use condiments at all if not necessary. And I don't – I eat – I like salty ass French fries. <laughs> Ooh, okay. And if I can get them twice fried, even better. Oh, you like them? Okay, never mind. I almost said something. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I don't know what you were gonna say, but okay. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with pepper and or vinegar. 
uh, vinegar on French fries is is like an underrated thing, and I don't know how many people have ever tried it, but I for one love it. So that's that's my answer there. I will say my when when my son was probably two, he introduced me to Dairy Queen ice cream <laughs> and French fries, and it was not bad. But my wife is a huge uh, fries and gravy. Uh, she loves fries and gravy. My wife is over here going. Mm. <laughs> you said the Dairy Queen part. Ew. Oh man! All right. Um, this question here is from James. He says, uh, "Favorite sports movie of all time." Sports movie. I, it's so hard to pick just one when we get these kind of questions, man. It really I is. Um, I guess I would go with. Um. I think it depends uh, for me whether it's like a serious one or a funny movie, you know. Right. Like Little Giants is one of my all-time favorites. I, I, I don't know how. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a good answer. Sorry. I feel bad, but I, I don't have a good answer because okay. there's a lot of good sports movies. There's some that I think are very overrated. Right. Um, uh, the Titans. Uh, remember the Titans was a good one. I don't know. What do you got? Well, I like to say Rudy, but I don't really think it I, – I understand that football was a part of Rudy's the movie, but that movie was more about him and his father's relationship than anything else and his determination to do something bigger than himself or bigger right. than his family thought he could do anyway. Um, so I won't say that that's necessarily a sports movie, but I, I do love that movie. Um, you know, Remember the Titans is good. You know, Varsity Blues was good. You know, um, Friday Night Lights, they're all football for me. I, I can't think of any – other sports movies that I'm like that I would love to watch again, like Field of Dreams. Yeah, it was okay, but I'm not. <laughs> if know, Forrest but... Gump counts, I'm putting Forrest <laughs> Gump in there. I'm putting Forrest <laughs> Gump in there. How about that? How about that? Uh, DJ Malone says, "Who's talking shit, Mike?" Uh, so she's actually a rapper, but I've played against her a lot of times. We've played together. Her name is Don Divas. You guys should check her out. She's got a YouTube page and everything. She does a lot of like funny, like little uh, skits and stuff like that too. So. Uh, someone who's got a really good personality. Uh, and you, you'll see her on BET this year and everything, too. She's really good. Um, all right. So this next question is, uh, do you think if we lose our first two games, uh, do you think we make a change at quarterback? Hmm. I'm going to let me let me let me go first here. Okay. I'm going to say it depends on how we lose, because you can lose games and it not be the quarterback's fault. So I can't just say yes to that. Um, now, if you were to, if you were to say Jimmy was stinking it up, that means you're rushing Trey in before he's ready also. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say no, I'm going to say no right now. Yeah, I, I'm, I think I, I would like to say that I'm with you. I just don't think that, I don't know that, that, uh, the coaching staff would be, in a rush, and again, like you said, it's going to depend on on what the situation was in those games. But if, if it's truly just Jimmy's out there throwing garbage around or fumbling the ball or something, um, I would not be surprised if they think that Trey's ready, and I can't speak to that because I'm not a coach with the 49ers, but if they think that he's ready, I wouldn't be surprised if Jimmy sneaks it up one in two games, then we see a change because I think at some point you're going to start like the – and I know that they don't feed off of what the fans say or what media says, but I think at some point Shanahan would have to acquiesce and just kind of let's roll. Let's, let's move on to the next stage. But, you know, remember that if you're doing that, um, 
you're benching Jimmy and you're going to be paying, you know, $27 million to have a guy sitting on the in a pine, you know, in a, or plastic, I guess nowadays, but or aluminum. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm with you, man. Um, here we go. Were you a fan of the cowboy, Justin Smith? Uh, if you weren't, you hated football. That's, <laughs> right. That, that's my opinion. Like that guy epitomized right. um, what that team was about. Just tough grit, relentless, relentlessness mm-hmm. uh, that, I don't know how you don't like just well, that, that play style is what I see from both. That's why I get excited about Bosa just because of what he can do and the talent that he brings and just that right. drive. Like, you know, you saw it in the Super Bowl when, when that victory slipped away and just his reaction, you know, you know, that, that you could tell how much that, that season and that game meant to him, you know, as far as, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like Cowboy was kind of that, that way. I mean, you probably would never see him cry. Uh, maybe you did. I don't know. I don't think I ever saw him cry, but um, it seems like he would wear his heart on his sleeve and be emotional about it like that. You know, he truly loves the game. Right. You know, what's funny is that, uh, you know, um, when Bosa was coming out, I made a comparison of him to Justin Smith as far as stature, and it kind of blew up on Twitter, and people killed me for it. Hmm. But I, I, th- I think it's more similar than it's not. So, but yeah, so that's that. All right, here we go. Um, why is Mike rocking blue 49ers gear? All right, are we not allowed to wear different color 49ers stuff? Because I was going to get one of these in green, yellow. <laughs> like, are we not allowed to? All right, so you guys want the honest truth. Uh, my uniform shirts are blue, they have the company's name right here, the collar. And so I wore this today to keep my hair out of my face during work. So I came home, got ready for the show, and just put something on that was going to match it. That's really the only reason. That's why I picked this one tonight. All right. How much longer do you think Robbie Gold plays for us? And should we draft a kicker or sign a free agent one when he's gone? I think that they'll end up uh, signing somebody. I think that uh, drafting kickers is a huge roll of the dice. So even when you have somebody who is – not an elite kicker in the league. I think that uh, there there's some things that they can do, and I you know they I think that coaching staffs, especially special teams coordinators, appreciate somebody who has NFL game experience versus just bringing in uh, a rookie. Um, but I can tell you in a second about Robbie's contract because I was looking at it the other day um, about when would be a good time for us to move on from him or at least from a financial standpoint. Right. And, um, uh, and by the way, I mean, I, I don't know about the cuts and all that stuff, but if he's, if he's playing well and he's doing his job, you just keep him and let him ride out the rest of his contract. That's the way I feel about it. Um, right, right. But, you know, it depends on what it is. You guys want to know who was talking shit in the uh, spades game. There she is. <laughs> That's Don Divas. Uh, she is in here now. Again, shout out to her, guys. Make sure you go check her out on YouTube. All right. Um, you got it there yet? Yeah. So, um, obviously, if we cut him this year, um, that would be like an $8 million hit. <laughs> so, it wouldn't be beneficial for us to do that. Right. Um, obviously, it's a little bit different when you go post. Um, so, technically, um, if you did a, a post 6-1 release, which is where we're at now, um, it's still going to be a $6.6 million. It's, it ends up being the same. It's just split over two separate seasons, right? Um, and then next season, if we cut him um, pre-6-1, 
six one, then it's a five point five million dollar cap hit, and if it's after five point five million dollar cap hit. So I assume since his contract makes him a free agent in twenty twenty three, that will be the soonest he leaves this team, just because he leaves behind so much dead dead uh, cap space if, if he's released for trade. All right. Obviously, the trade market would be different, but I don't know who's trading for a thirty nine to forty year old kicker. So. So those were transformer names that we didn't know. Uh, Sandlot absolutely has to be a, a, a um, sports movie, much like oh, I changed my mind. A League of Their Own. Period. That's a good one too. Period. Period. All right, here we go. Question for Mike. You guys got to start asking Brian some questions, okay? Um, if someone came up to you and said they would pay you two million dollars if you never smoke anything again, would you do it? Yes. Yes, I smoke for hobby. Uh, I don't have addictions or anything like that. So uh, me smoking the hookah inside. If I was outside, you guys know I'd have a cigar. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. I'm not I'm not addicted to any kind of substance or anything like that. So yeah, easy. Two million dollars, help my family out, invest it or whatever, and I'm good to go. Uh, if they bench Jimmy that quick, do they cut him like the cards with Bradford? I think that if you're in that situation, if you are in this, if they're referring to that's the situation, a, that's a good question. About, yeah, that's like a good if question. You're, if you're seeing a spot where you're seeing Jimmy sneaking up games one and two, and you're ready to move on to Trey, then Rosen or Sudfeld, whoever's number three, better be ready to be the backup because it would make the most sense financially to just cut chalks with Jimmy at that point in time, and then you have, well, minus the two games that he played in, you'd still have around nineteen to twenty million dollars that would be rolled into next off season. So on top of the 24 or $27 million you're going to open up next year by cutting him at the end of the season, you'd get additional $20 million. So now our 50 becomes like 70 million, you know, if that was to happen. All right. And Brian, I think we ran them out of questions. So if we uh -oh. don't get one in the next 10 seconds, that's going to be the end of the show here. Um, I think this is the first time in March madness or midnight madness history that this has happened. Uh, we got one here from Jamie Gomez. He says, Bosa or Kittle jersey? Mm. Uh, for me, it's going to be a Bosa jersey. You would you would go Bosa, huh? Yeah. I, I mean, the truth is you can't go wrong with either one. I agree. Uh, but I, you know what? I'm going to agree with you, man. I'm going to say Bosa. I'm going to say Bosa. And it's not because I don't like it. See, this is how... This is why people think I don't like George you Kittle. You like Kittle, man. You don't yeah, like him. That's exactly what this is going to turn into. <laughs> and I swear that's not it. It's just that I like – I'm a defensive-minded guy. You guys know my favorite player is a defensive lineman. Um, so that's just – that's how that is. Um, where's the next Where's the next question here? If someone gave you um, one million but you could never watch a Niners game again, no, you can keep your million. Wait, never not, again? No. Just for one million? No, that's not enough. Sorry. That's not enough. And I love watching games, but nah, that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> Don Divas asked, how does it feel to get that ass whooped in space? They won, but I was distracted and they knew it. I told them I was going to go. All right. It, how did it feel? It, it didn't feel bad because I wasn't trying at the end there. How's right. that? Well, you're All not right. engaged. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we go. If you could trade for any player in the league to help the team, who would you trade for? I think we had a question like this last offseason, Brian, and um, it's a good question. It's a, it's just a, it's just one for fun because obviously you can't trade for anybody. But if there was one player that you felt could take this team over the top, who would that be? Uh, 
Well, I mean, you got again, it comes back to the QB position. Go find yourself the best QB. If I could trade for any team and it didn't matter who my uh, or didn't matter what their salary was, um, I think that if you brought Russell Wilson into this system, he would tear up the league. <laughs> I wouldn't do a quarterback only because we just gave up so much to get get one, but I would very much go after a guy that uh, like a Khalil Mack, the play opposite of Bosa. Sure that would just give us immediately the best defensive line in the NFL. I honestly think that would set us over the top. The defense is great. Shanahan is going to scheme up points regardless of who the quarterback is in those situations. So that's a win-win for us. Um, all right, here we go. I saw the question mark at the end. I always go to 49ers versus Cardinals games in Arizona, but this year it's on my mom's birthday. What should I do? Take your mother. That's it. I was going <laughs> to say it. That's it, baby. That's it right there. That's, That's it right the answer. Um, does Kinlaw get six sacks this year? If the line is in, in the entire line stays healthy, I would say that's yes. But he's a defensive tack. He shouldn't really. But he's going to just it, think about it now that you, if you're going to have Bosa there. And that you know your your left tackle has to deal with Bosa. That left guard most of the time is going to get eaten up. I mean, you're going to have to double team with the center, which is going to open up Armstead if he's on the inside. You know, it's like it, there is no win situation if that line stays healthy. Very true, very true. Yeah, I mean, he could he could get six sacks by default. I mean, he could accidentally get one yeah. a game. Well, so. he just you know even if you go back and watch you know last season, he's just got those long outstretched arms that you just. Yeah. Like, even if he's reaching through three guys to get to the quarterback, he's potential to drag somebody down. Yeah. He's also one of those guys with good hands. And what I mean by that is, like, if he gets a hand on a jersey, he's not one of those guys that loses the grip on it. So I, right. I like that. I like it. Good call there. Um, Omar, I'm sorry she hates football, but, you know, maybe it's a bonding experience instead of just a football game. <laughs> huh? Who hates football? Uh, Omar. He was uh, Omar Valencia. Oh. Wasn't that the one that asked about taking his mom to the game? Oh, okay. Or what okay. to do because his mom's birthday? Yeah. You know, you got to – hey, man, mom's first, man. It's her birthday. You got to you gotta go You gotta go with mom's. And if she's not going to go with you to the game, you got to go hang out with your mom on her birthday. You know? Um, yeah, that's what I would do. It's tough. I missed the, the – my only opportunity to go to a game at Candlestick. Uh, my daughter was born like two days before, and I didn't go. I was yep. supposed to go see the 49ers versus the Panthers with my cousin, and I didn't do it. Uh, you know, some family comes first. Football will always be there later. Uh, you can't say the same about family, so you got you got to do what you can for family. Um, better tight end, Vernon Davis or Brent Jones? I'm going to go with Vernon. Vernon. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, did, you, you said the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> you got to get out of my head today, man. You got to get out of my head today, bro. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Vernon for sure. Uh, Mike O'Brien, I'm going to Colts game. Any recommendations on stadium food or restaurants? I, I have. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I don't have any recommendations. I have way. never been to the city of Indianapolis, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, boom. If Kyle, oh, I got to click it up there first. Steven says, if Kyle was not the head coach, who would you want and why? Mike Shanahan, <laughs> don't spit it out, man. 
not on this laptop. I've gone through what three or four laptops since we started the show. <laughs> not, I'm not doing it. Not doing it. Um, that's I a, mean, that's you a, built the team a certain way. So if you don't have Kyle as the coach anymore, you got to have somebody who's like minded, is what I'm trying to get at, I guess. Yeah. So you got to find someone. I'm not a big McVeigh fan. I don't think you're going to bring back one of the Fleurs. Um, so why not Mike Shanahan? You know, he's proven to be a Super Bowl coach. Why not? Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I really don't want anybody other than Kyle right now. Um, I mean, even when we were looking for head coaches, like I, I tweeted at Jed York, like you got to get Kyle Shanahan. Look at what he did to the Seahawks. Like I remember that, that off season, um, they demolished the Seahawks in the postseason, And I was like, that's what you want here in San Francisco. So I don't know. Um, I, if I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm yeah, sorry. I mean, that's a hard question. Oh, wait, our offensive coordinator right now, stick with this philosophy. Just he's, been with, he's been with Shanahan for 14 years. McDaniel. That's who I would go with. That's who I would go with. All right, promote him. Uh, all right, here we go. I think this might be the last one because we have a minute left. How are they going to record new record, new re- what breaking stats now that there is an extra? Okay, I see what you're saying. Uh, so because there's an extra game, how are they going to record the stats for it? And believe it or not, the NFL doesn't seem to care. I've never seen a stat book that said uh, during a 14-game season or right. during a 16-game season or during a – well, they don't, they don't seem to care. They just, they just let them go, man. So, yeah, records are meant to be broken, and that's part of the reason. That's why records often get broken. So, you know, now the people who know their talk, they'll tell you later on, like, yeah, but they did this with this many games. You know what I mean? Right. So the Dolphins' perfect season, I don't think that was 16 games. Uh, when the Patriots went 19 and one or 18 and one, 18 and one right. they won more games that season without losing than the Dolphins did. Yet right. the Dolphins have the only perfect season on file. So Correct. they don't seem to care when it comes to the record books. All right. Uh, and that's going to do it. We can't get to the last ones. We're out of here, guys. Mahalo. I like it. I love that.